Hey, VV Nation. Well, you found our podcast on your favorite platform for podcasts. We know that you'll love the content, and hopefully it makes you better informed investors in the stock market. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can go to YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Just search for VectorVest, and remember, we do the work, you reap the rewards. Is there currently a debt bubble in progress that could lead to a big downturn in the market? Well, that's a great question. We're going to attack that today because as people are going through the process of high inflation and rising interest rates, it's affecting the economy adversely, but that's the goal of the Fed right now to effectively go after high inflation. But in the process, is there a credit bubble happening? People putting more money on their credit cards, people having a harder time borrowing money for the, from the bank, people having a hard time paying off higher mortgages, higher interest rates on car loans. All of this happens and now what do we do? And what? how do we handle all of this? And again, that's what we're going to attack today. But let's talk about what a credit bubble is as we get into uh, some stories that I have. Starting out with uh, what the definition of a credit bubble or credit crunch, also known as credit squeeze, credit tightening, or credit crisis. All right, now keep in mind, this is not all about doom and gloom and panic and any of that. This video is to keep you well informed to let you know what is possibly happening and how to take advantage of it and how to keep yourself on the safe side or the right side of the market at all times. It's a sudden reduction in the general availability of loans or credit or sudden tightening in the conditions required to obtain a loan from banks. So as we continue to raise interest rates, as we continue to tighten the economy, the ability to go and get a loan have been a lot more stringent. A credit crunch generally involves reduction in the availability of credit independent of a rise in official interest rates. In such situations, the relationship between credit availability and interest rates change. Credit becomes less available at any given official interest rate or there ceases to be a clear relationship between interest rates and credit availability. Some of the causes caused by a sustained period of careless and inappropriate lending, which results in losses for lending institutions and investors in debt when the loans turn sour in the full extent of bad debts. So we've had a long opportunity of low interest rates. A lot of people were out there being able to borrow money. But now that the interest rates on repaying the loans are now in place, that puts it a lot more stringent on people's ability to pay back the loans. I think that going forward, we're going to see a lot of people default on their loans. Actually, we've got a credit debt ceiling getting ready to happen right now. And could we renege on our ability to pay back our debt? Now, the chances are extremely low that that will happen. But now in Congress, uh, the two sides have to come together to determine how much more money we can spend. But that in invokes another thing. As we continue to spend more money and raise the debt ceiling, how does that affect inflation? And does inflation rear its ugly head and start to go up again, even against what the Fed is trying to do in slowing the economy down? 
just something to think about. All right, so we talked a little bit about what it was, uh, the easy credit conditions, again, Companies were able to borrow money at a lower interest rates to to invest money and SVB. The banks did the same thing with the lower interest rates and they bought into a lot of the, the debt, uh, the bonds. But now as the interest rates rise, they have to now pay those debts back or buy those all back at a higher interest rates. And that's why uh, SVB and a couple of other banks had the issue that they had. But be aware, I think that more banks are going to be in the same situation. They just haven't written it off yet. The other shoe has to fall when it comes down to the ability of these banks to pay back the loans on those bonds. Another story here. Uh, the mother of all credit bubbles is brewing. At this time, it isn't household debt. It's a lot more in line with the ability for people to buy those bonds or have bought those bonds and now have to pay it all back. A lot of companies have taken the money that they've made off of those uh, those lower interest rate loans and they're buying back a stock and paying up dividends and that and things like of that nature. But what about being able to pay back the loans that you have out there as well? Another part of this is the housing market about the crash. Here's what experts say. That's going to play a role here because in the housing market, mortgage rates are rising. And if mortgage rates are rising, that means people are having to pay more money on the homes that they already have. That's going to bite into their ability of disposable cash or their ability to have disposable cash. And uh, what do they do if they don't have the disposable cash and they can't get a loan or refinance because of the higher mortgage rates? They're going to start putting a lot of stuff where? On their credit cards. It's going to be all about the buy now and worry about it later. But the worry about it later is what concerns me and where this bubble can start to rear its ugly head because people will start defaulting on their credit cards. If mortgage rates keep going higher, people will default on their mortgage loans, on their car loans, and all of that kind of stuff. And talking about credit, talking about credit, how about, I don't understand this, uh, real estate expert shreds uh, Biden's rule, push punishing home, bone, home, owner, home buyers whew, with good credit. It's crazy. I don't understand that. So I've worked my life to pay off my debt and get a higher credit score. But because of that, to help to offset the people who may be in trouble with paying back their mortgages, you're going to put more onus of responsibility on me in raising my mortgage by a little bit, but still raising mine. I don't think that makes sense. And I think it's silly. All right. I'm going to back out of this for a second. Let's have this conversation. What other things are attributing to the credit bubble? We already know that inflation is high. We know that interest rates are high. Um, all of these things are hurting the economy. Here's something else. As an employer or as a person working, what if I get laid off? Layoffs are starting to rear its ugly head as well. That takes away my ability to pay my bills. And if that's the case and I'm not working, then what do I do? I put a lot more on my credit cards. Again, the credit bubble is going to start from the people who are having to pay back loans down to the people who are borrowing money on their credit cards just to live day by day. Do you know that people who are making $100,000 a year or more are living paycheck to paycheck? You remember the time when you said to yourself, man, I wish I could get a job making $100,000 a year. I'd be set. That's not the times that we live in right now. And it's unfortunate, but that's going to add to the credit bubble scenario. How about corporate earnings? Now, 
And companies borrow money, they invest that money long term to grow along with the products that they that they provide. But if those investments are not working out, then what happens to their overall earnings? They're losing money. Do you know that by way of fact set data, that earnings for the last couple of quarters have fallen by five or six percent? More companies are still beating earnings than not. But the fall of companies or companies starting to to post lower guidance or lose money is starting to grow. That's going to add to a lot of more people getting out in the market because they need to hold on to the money to do what they've got to do to live day to day. That's going to push the market down. That's going to help to push us into a bear market. Oh, we're already in a bear market. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a second. All right. What else is going on? Um, home loans. Again, looking at uh, rising mortgage rates. You know that there's little inventory on homes right now because more people are wanting to hold on to their homes rather than to sell them and open up another loan at a higher mortgage rate. That's part one. Part two is the medium home sale right now is up to $400,000. That's a lot of money to have to mortgage and with higher mortgage rates to pay back on a mortgage on that. That's a credit issue as well. Car loans. People are still borrowing you know, to, to get a car. You know, the average car is sitting at about $50,000, $60,000 just to get a brand new car. I think a lot more people are trying to hold on to their existing cars right now that are already paid off than to go out and buy a new car at a higher interest rate. The biggest thing for me here is that a lot of people are going to be depending on their credit cards because they need to live day by day. Inflation may be getting better, but cost of things is still higher than it was last year. And that is a problem. And people are still using that plastic to go out and purchase the things that they need. And at some point in time, folks, if this keeps on going, people are going to default on their loans, whether it's a home, whether it's a car, whether whatever it is, they're going to start to default on their loans. And that's where that credit bubble will definitely show its stuff. So now let's talk about that. With everything going on, are we on the precipice of a bear market? And I'm going to say, you know, a lot of people will say that we're already in a bear market, but I'm not there yet. What I am going to show is that Here's CPI, here's an inflation number, not core, but CPI number, definitely falling from the highs. But I've got a 10-year graph on right here. You still know that we're still high over the last 10 years. Here's interest rates. We have it as the T-notes, the rising interest rates to combat uh, inflation. It's starting to work. But the Fed is definitely adamant about bringing inflation down to 2%. Currently, we're sitting at 5%. There's still more hurt to come in the market. And the Fed said on more than one occasion, he is ready to cause hurt on the economy, and he's already doing it. Now, here's the earnings per share on the 50-day moving average earnings per share on the S&P 500. It's leveling out, but it is definitely falling. You see a little ticks lower, ticks lower. Let's put this on a one-year graph. Tick lower, tick lower, tick lower. So earnings are definitely starting to fall. This is going to add to the onset of a bear market. When do we finally get to a bear market? When our earnings trend indicator goes below the value of one, it's skirting with that number, not quite there yet. So we're still not officially in a bear market, but we have been in a bear run off and on, off and on. 
But we are definitely in line for a good correction or a real pullback in the market. Follow me uh, on this channel. I've talked about where that should start to happen uh, and how long it should start, how long it should be for. But uh, make sure you follow us on our channel to get that information. So now with all of this being said and putting it into the terms of what VectorVest is looking for in the current situation and understanding that there is a credit bubble in the making that could help to push the market lower, where should you be investing? So I'm going to go to our viewers tab and I'm going to open up into our viewers tab, going to the watch list viewer. And I want to look at ETFs, go over and look at ETFs. And I want to start off with contra ETFs, but non leverage country ETFs, especially for those that are brand new into the world of country ETFs. These are contrarian exchange traded funds. They play the opposite of whatever they're trading. So if something is going down, the contra of it, the contrarian of it goes up in value. So you don't have to short anything. Keep in mind, stocks go down faster than they go up. And you don't want to always be sitting on the sidelines when that happens. You want to play and give, take what the market gives you. I'm going to sort this list by average volume. So we bring the most heavily traded non-leverage uh, non contracts to the top of the list, SHPSQ, RWM. All of the major indices will automatically migrate to the top. On a down day today, you see the majority of them are going up. Now, if you're a little bit more aggressive and you want to trade the downtrend of the market, I want to look at the three-time leverage contra ETFs. Again, sort this by average volume on a down day. These should be going up nicely, and they are. Let's scroll over. There we go. Look at this. Every one of them pretty much are making money today. So with the onset of a oncoming bear market, an oncoming credit crisis or credit bubble. I just argued the case for it. You make your own decision. All I want you to do is to be informed of what, what's going on. This is just guidance. I'm not telling you guys to buy anything or sell anything. I want you to be aware of what's going on. So as investors in the market, you know what decisions you need to make. Thank you for listening to me today. If you like what you saw, hit the like button. Share this content with people in your social circles. And if you're brand new to the channel, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon. This is still a developing story. There will be more videos out there on this. If you want to make sure you can see them when they come out, hit that subscribe button and the bell icon. Folks, this video is over. And until the next time, see ya. Thank you for supporting our podcast and for being a part of VV Nation. Remember, you can always get a free stock analysis on your stocks. Simply go to VectorVest.com forward slash free. Type in your symbol, submit your email, and we will email your analysis.